Attack the Rack, coming to you from Seattle, Washington, home of the Seattle Supersonics fan base. I'm Josh. Here we go. I'm looking at the top five in the West, and I'm looking at the top five in the East, and I don't know that there's a huge qualitative difference between the two. I think the playoffs, there, there is a little bit more balance this year with the Eastern and Western Conference. The playoffs are going to be great. I think each conference is is really their their championship contenders are going to come from like probably the top four. Is I'm really curious as to see if Utah again they should be a better contender team. They have been, they have been disappointing, and I can see them I can see them moving up and really trying to solidify a number three or four thing. But they got to get a power forward is really um, their their start to the year has been disappointing, and maybe it just takes time for Mike Conley to gel with his with his new team. But uh, I think he really, uh, if he improves his play, uh, you can see Utah going up in the Western Conference. Uh, Who do you I... give me, Josh? Give me your give me your. NBA Finals prediction, and uh, give me your MVP prediction. Oof, oof. Okay, so off the top, I'll, I'll think this through out loud. So in the West, we got the Lakers, the Mavericks, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Rockets, and the Jazz. I don't think really anybody else is worth bringing into the conversation at this point. The, the Rockets, I'm really um, – I'm excited about the Rockets as they settle in. Um, Westbrook's obviously the big um, X factor there, but I think he does so much good for their team outside of just the scoring and the efficiency and all those types of things. Uh, just watching their games on how much he causes the ball to move and he keeps everybody involved. Um, without him, the Rockets just become Harden ball dominant, which is great, and Harden's an amazing player, but not everybody's involved, so I think that's really good for him. Uh, I have them right up there at the top. I have the Clippers up there towards the top. I'm really concerned about the Clippers uh, inside, though. There's too many bigs. I mean, whether it's Przingis or Anthony Davis or Jokic or whoever, but it's who's guarding these guys. Uh, they don't really uh, – Zubak, oh, great. He's going to be in foul trouble real quick. Uh, I'm, not, I, I'm just not very convinced that they really have the inside presence to deal with those. I think the Nuggets, like we are talking about earlier, they're just a little bit short on the offensive options. Uh, the Mavericks, I really like their team and the way they're built around those two guys. They have all the right role players. But unless they go make a move or bring in somebody like Amy Dollar or somebody like that, they need kind of like that number three player. Because if Hardaway's uh, your number four guy and Curry's uh, – your number five guy down there. I, I think they could be really dangerous. But at the end of the day, I got the Lakers going. Uh, I don't. I think they're playing with a lot of fun. They're having. A, uh, they have a lot of joy uh, while they're playing. Uh, you can see it in just their body language. And when that happens, I, I think you get. If you see, there's a spectrum that everybody performs on, right? Um, when people are having fun or lax and like that you're gonna get the high-end performance from people and so i don't see any reason why that changes um they've won so many games they've banked so many games they're not really going to be in danger anytime soon of falling in the standings they have so much size so much room production and they have such a good defense uh that you have anthony davis and lebron james 
what what are you gonna do against that two man game? Both, I mean, LeBron, you can't just let him shoot. He's become such a good shooter with that set shot where he kind of just takes his time. He can shoot it from super deep. Uh, so you can't give him way too much space. And then Davis can pick and pop. He can pick and roll. There's so many different ways you can do it. It's hard to game plan for um, that with that type of defense. The Lakers, I see them getting to the finals. Um, and then the East, you got the Bucks, the Celtics, the Heat, the Raptors, the 76ers. Uh, the Heat, I don't think, have enough. I just don't think they have enough to get through all the playoffs. They got Butler, that's great, but they got they're really relying on some young guys that aren't that proven. And I think the Celtics, the Bucks, um, and the 76ers and Raptors are probably gonna have a better go in the playoffs. And I think the Raptors also just don't quite have enough. Siakam's great. Um but I'm not so sure what he's game plan for in the playoffs if they have enough of the horses around him uh, to really make it work. So that really brings it down to the 76ers, the Celtics, and the Bucks um, as the teams that I think have a real good shot. Um, I'm a little bit torn. I, I would have to put the Bucks at the top just with their defense and with Giannis. Uh, at the same time, you can game plan for Giannis, I feel like, a little bit. Although, if he keeps hitting threes like he's been hitting them, there's not a lot of game planning for that. There's not much to do. Uh, the Celtics, I feel like, need to make a move. Um, if the Celtics find a way to bring in and sure up their center position a little bit more, and I think they have the assets to do it, I could see the Celtics making it to the finals. But barring another move, uh, it's really going to come down to the 76ers and the Bucks. And the 76ers, they just got so much size, which I think will be helpful in contending with the Bucs uh, all across uh, their lineups. But I'm just not so sold on Ben Simmons as a point guard. Um, I think they took, Absolutely. His, they took his great advantage as a, a playmaker and all this other stuff and, then, and a ball handler. And instead of making him this dominant second option, uh, they, they put him at point guard. And now he's like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I get it. It gives him a lot of size. He's a really good defender. And so their defense is going to be money. I'm just not so sure that they're going to be able to score the points that they need to score unless Embiid actually absolutely goes crazy. And I'm not sure he's in good enough shape and healthy enough. And uh, you can count on him being playing enough games to get past the Bucks. So uh, I see the, all that to say, I think I, I see the Lakers and the Bucks uh, squaring off in the finals. And you said MVP. MVP is going to be really hard not to give it to LeBron or uh, Anthony Davis at the end of the at the end of the day because uh, Giannis, I just don't think he quite repeats. I think he's going to have to. It's going to have to be a hands down type of a season where there's not really a lot of contending to that. But both LeBron and Anthony Davis have both been out of the MVP talks so long, and they're both Lakers. Uh, Maybe they steal some votes from each other, but I see those two being right there at the top of it. And if I had to guess, I would say Anthony Davis walks away with it. Wow, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little different from you on the on these final picks, Josh. I'm gonna out of the Western Conference. I will say those Los Angeles Clippers are going to be advancing to it, and there's a couple of reasons. One age is they are much younger and they that's going to play a role come playoffs is yes the Lakers are a great story they're off to a 20 and 3 start that is great but 
LeBron is getting older each day. He's 35, 36 right now. Anthony Davis, yes, he's had a great start of the year, but when's the last time Anthony Davis played a healthy season in full? Is That body is going to break down. I like the Clippers. The Clippers haven't had time to gel yet together. Is Paul George coming off injury? He's coming back. Is that combination with him and Kawhi in the backcourt is going to be lethal. Is they're going to be a beast. And I know uh, Montrose Harrell can't be the answer in the middle for the Clippers. I'm going to throw out a name to you that I would love to see a team like the Clippers or a team like Boston. You're talking about needing a center go get. And that's Hassan Whiteside for those Portland Trailblazers. He has resurrected his career this year with with the Blazers. He is a tear inside, averaging, tw- averaging 12.5 rebounds per game, 2.1 blocks. He can be that defensive presence to really shut down the Lakers' interior of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and I got to say it, he's having a good year, Dwight Howard. And Dwight I Howard. Hate saying that. Dwight Howard, and did you see, Josh, he actually made a three-point shot the other night. It oh, was did amazing. He? <laughs> he was I missed ecstatic. that. Is, I don't know what's going on, and I don't know what Kool-Aid they're drinking in L.A. Yes, the Lakers have gone off to a great start. They are the talk of the NBA, but hey, again, is do they have any guard play? And the answer is no. It could be Avery Bradley comes back, and he can really be that addition that they need to their team for a guard. He is a great defensive guard, but I see, I see the Clippers as a more complete team than the Lakers. The Eastern yeah. Conference. I, I would say one thing, though, real quick, and then I'll let you do the Eastern Conference, is the Lakers, you're going to have Avery Bradley, Rajon Rondo, and uh, Danny Green as your backcourt, but then and ultimately LeBron's running point. So I just don't look at him as overly weak at guard because especially with Rajon Rondo, he's actually shooting threes and hitting them. But what about the East? Shut down. We'll, we'll we'll see how it goes, and maybe maybe uh, you and I, Josh, can make a wet, a wager on those Clippers Lakers. It would be a great story if those two could meet in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, uh, that I really see is you know the NBA's Kawhi. pulling for that hard. LA versus LA. Let's go. Oh, uh, the NBA will do anything they they can to have that be a Western Conference finals matchup is I'm just excited. Are you going to be watching that game on Christmas Day, Lakers, Clippers? Oh, that yeah. is going to be the game that I'm going to be opening up presidency either before or after that game. I'm going to be working my schedule around that game. The, the hard part the, the Clippers have about finding a center is just the salary matching because like Whiteside's $27 million, so they don't have anything close. Like Harkless is $11 million, but he's a nice player for him on the wing, but that's like the biggest i mean unless they want to get rid of lou williams and put those two together i just yeah, they don't have a lot of options they're gonna have to package i mean i mean the the clippers will have to package 
something to get. And I would say don't get rid of Lou Williams. Lou Williams is an all-star. How many? I can't even count on how many times he's won sixth man of the year. Is you got to keep Lou Williams. He's so good. The Clippers, they are gelling at the guard position. Is That's where they're going to be. Uh, their point differential is really going to be just way more than their opponents is at the guard position. If they can make a, a few moves here and there, but they're built for their guards. Patrick Beverly is going to be a beast. He's going to be a lockdown. Yes, he is a little bit of a flopper, and that's okay, but he really he really gets his teammates to get up for the occasion, and I don't think it's going to be any problem as come playoffs. Huh? You got the best clutch player in the league with Kawhi Leonard is Clippers, I'm still is, even though they're sitting at fourth in the Western Conference right now, Clippers are still uh, one of my top choices for that NBA Finals trophy. Yeah. Who you got so in going the in, the, in the East, you know, the East is, I think, a little bit more chalk than that Western Conference is. I can see a team like Philadelphia making the – making the finals and right now I would say they would be my choice if if they can get a shooter yeah. in the trade market. Losing JJ Reddick was bigger than was a bigger loss than what they seen is they don't have a shooter. They are a big team. They are a defensive team, but Ben Simmons' inability to score the rock when he needs to is going to come back and bite them. He's a very good, talented point guard, but really, if he is not trying to take over a game, the 76ers aren't going to be going far. I would say, I I, I would agree with you that Milwaukee right now is the clear favorite to come out of the Eastern Conference, but I want to see, I'm just really curious to see a team like Philadelphia, see what if they can make just a few key moves to get some shooters to really get their defenses against them more spread out and not more packed in towards the key, defending them. My MVP, I was a little surprised you didn't throw out this name, Luka Doncic. Josh, have you heard of Luka Doncic? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have. I have. I, you can't is, argue with that pick. I, I, he I will is say that. the MVP a quarter way through the season. And I will say if Dallas finishes with 50-plus wins, they're on pace to finish with a lot more. And if they can maintain – a top three spot in the East or in the Western Conference. They're currently at two. Without a doubt, he should be the MVP. He's averaging almost a triple double. This guy is lights out. He is entertaining. He's what you want to go buy your tickets for. Is you have to see this guy. Only twenty two. This is an amazing story. This guy is taking over the NBA. He yeah, will incredible. be my clear-cut MVP if Dallas finishes, keeps it, keeps their 
outstanding start up through the second half of the season. Luka Doncic, MVP, write it down. Well, that that's the reason I didn't go that direction is because I think at the end of the year, um, a couple things are going to happen between now and the end of the year. One, I think uh, Przingis' usage is going to go up and he's going to get more involved as he becomes – uh, a little bit more comfortable coming off the injury and everything like that, getting into a rhythm and everything. And I, so I think there's a good chance Luca's numbers probably aren't going to end as well as they are right now. They're still going to be dominant. He's still going to be in the conversation. He's still going to be one of the five guys talking about the MVP, but then the Lakers, I just see them winning a ton of games. Like they're going to be in the sixties. And if they're in the 60s and Milwaukee's up in the 60s, I have a really hard time believing that the MVP doesn't come from one of the 60-plus win teams. And that's kind of where my head's at. So I, 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 can't, I can't say anything against the Luka pick because, man, I would take that guy in a heartbeat. And five years from now, holy cow, he's going to be 25. Are you kidding me? Five years from now, he's going to be entering his prime. It's, incre- it's, a, it's really incredible the numbers that Doncic has put in. And – I got to say is the reason I don't like Anthony Davis or LeBron James for MVP is that they are on the same team and they are going to be taking votes away for each other from each other. As far as when that MVP race comes down to the end is Luca is the glue to that team and you remove him from the team is where are those Dallas Mavericks this year? This is really, I would consider the most surprising team in the NBA. They're 16 and six. And yes, I do regret uh, trading off Dallas to Johnson at the start of the year is I did not think that they would be this good this soon with, with Luka Doncic. Well, at least the Pelicans have been terrible and helped balance that trade because they're six and sixteen. So, because uh, if Very they didn't play as well as people thought they were going to, it was Zion coming and all that. You know, give saying? me a prediction it, on Zion. Is he coming back? Yeah, he's coming back. He'll be back in the next couple of weeks. They're being super careful with him because they don't. They're they're unsure. This is my read. They're unsure what to do with him and how to manage his health because they don't really have a great test case. Because if you look at it, who was the last guy his size who actually started and played in the NBA? Ben Wallace? Yeah. I mean, I look at at, uh, Zion, and I'm like, man, he's Julius Randle on offensive and Ben Wallace potentially on defense. He's not to that level yet as far as an instincts and defender, but as far as body types and explosiveness and potential, I mean, I think that's kind of a ceiling. uh, Fans are expecting him to be better than Julius Randle. Well, off, offense, offensively, that's not a bad – Julius Randle's a good offensive player. And if he walked in right now as Julius Randle-level type of offensive player, um, he's going to be better than Randle. I agree. I agree. I'm saying as far as stylistically and about that level, he's just more explosive at the hoop, and he's going to get to the hoop more, and he's going to dunk the ball more, and that's going to increase just the percentages. Uh, he's not going to be trying to be as much of an outside player as Randle. So I think similar skill sets, but a little bit more – athletic obviously so he's gonna have less jumpers and more dunking so his percentages are just gonna be better so I, I agree with that but there's not a lot of comps for that type of a power forward who goes off the dribble and wants to get to the hoop like that like no absolutely and it's gonna be is 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 zion yes his his weight is gonna be a factor and that's never that's never gonna be good for anybody with a bum knee 
is, yeah, he's going to have to take care of his body a bit before then. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Pelicans manage uh, Zion's workload, and even if maybe they don't even bring him back this year, is uh, oh, back. they need to be they need to be very careful, or you're going to be dealing with somebody like the next Greg Oden. Yeah, is, oof, oof, knock on wood, don't don't speak that is, into existence, Derek. Is, I want to see this guy is, play. Is you're gonna you're gonna be seeing such a promising career like Amari Stoudemire had, where hey, you don't take care of your knees, you're not gonna be getting that paycheck anymore. Okay, cool. so I'm really curious to see, and I, I have a hunch that New Orleans is gonna shut down Zion. He's not gonna he's not gonna step on the court this year. And it wouldn't be a bad thing is New Orleans isn't going bad. Yes, the fans want to see Zion, but hey, if New Orleans can land another top lottery pick to pair with Zion, is that would be huge. And I think they have an asset like Brandon Ingram is that they can they can look to, to shop Ingram around this year is he has had a great start filling in as that role player for Zion. And I think with his contract, is he's, he hasn't yet hit free agency. I think that they can shop him to a contending team. I think there's a lot of teams that would love to have Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I, I think so, but his value is going to be really, really high. And I, I'm, it'll be interesting to see what they're really viewing as far as what they're trying to build in New Orleans because with them falling out of the uh, – really the playoff hunt pretty early, there's plenty of time to get back in. I mean, if Zion comes back and they're really good and he helps solidify their defense because they just don't have a lot of forward-sized guys uh, to help be strong and just kind of uh, compete <laughs> physically, uh, which I think Zion would help a lot with. Their defense has just been terrible, but their offense has been really good. So if they can rebound and get back to the playoff hunt, that changes things. But assuming they don't, they're definitely a team that people are going to be looking at uh, to make some trades with where they have a lot of guys uh, that can help other teams. Well, like your, whether it's like the Reddick or whether it's favors, whether it's Ingram or, and that's like talking about Lonzo or uh, holiday who I think they really view as part of their core and they don't want to touch them. Uh, they want to keep they, those players. I don't know what has happened to Derek favors is, is what has happened to him this year is, is he has really fallen off the cliff since his time in Utah. Is He is getting minimal minutes per night. He has done nothing with New Orleans. And I would think that, it, especially with New Orleans, needing some defensive help, that that's where favors could have helped. But the Pelicans well, he's, are just he's been, he's been hurt quite a bit. So he's only played nine games. And so yeah. – it's one of those things. If you've only played nine games, that means probably half those games you weren't even really that healthy either. I will say though, is yeah, the Pelicans they have they they have a bright future, and it would I just don't want to see the next Greg Oden in New Orleans. Is I think they shut him down. Is they're cautious, let him take care of his body. There is no reason to bring back. Zion this year, make sure that everything is okay. And I think they can really build around their team for next year by having them sit out the remainder of the season. Yeah, I just don't see like them making him sit out the remainder of the season because from what 
I understand. I'm going to look this up real quick, but I think he's supposed to be back here pretty soon. Like they're, I've heard, they're... and you know, his initial his initial timeline for return when we first heard about this injury prior to the season starting was six to eight weeks, and that put us that put us right around Thanksgiving time, and uh, since then he has been pushed back. Now we're talking about Christmas or coming back in January is there. I think there is really something going on with Zion. And I don't know if it's the new Orleans organization hiding what is really going on with his knee, but this would be, it would be a smart decision not to push it. This Zion is their future and he is going to be their franchise player for many, many years. It would just be silly just to see them do something very irresponsible and, and, and bring him back just for show. There's, there's no point in rushing him back. I completely agree with you. Uh, I, I just have a hard time believing that he's going to sit out. I mean, the, the rest of this month in January, February, March, you mean all the way through. Um, I just, and if, if he does, I'm more concerned about that because like there might not be a actual uh, medical reason to sit him like, from our understanding right now of what's going on with him. If it takes that long, there's something else going on. One thing that's interesting that uh, John Finn pointed out uh, is the way that he jumps. He's like, he's never seen a player. um, And if you look at it, I think it's like his knees go like from in to out when he jumps. I don't know how to say that, but if you watch watch the film on it, he's really an athletic freak. Yeah, but it's not, it's not just like how powerful, but like, the actual movement of his knee while he's jumping. It's interesting. I haven't seen somebody's knees move like that before. Now I also haven't seen anybody move like Zion period, but at the same time, the body mechanics of people, that side to side thing makes me a little bit leery of with all the force from the weight, but also just the power being pushed off that and not like a straight on type of thing, but kind of this little sideways motion that his knee does when he jumps. Um, Hopefully that doesn't become a long-term type of a deal, but they have all these sports scientists and now, and if they're smart, they've brought people in uh, where they analyze people, how they run, and they're able to decrease your likelihood of injury by 8% if they change just a slightly your mechanics and the, your gait, and the way you run. And They have all this different types of stuff that they can do, and you know they're doing all that with Zion right now and looking through everything and trying to figure out how do we get this guy to play 70 games for us for the the next decade. Very true. And this guy, this guy is is the entertainment in the NBA. He's he's gonna be he's gonna be the guy for years. They're gonna be the most exciting player to come out of the draft since probably LeBron James. <laughs> so I'd love to see him on the court. I just want to see them. Just Pelicans, just take care of Zion, please. Take care yeah. of him. This guy is exciting. Well, it's killing the NBA right now between him uh, being out and he's on, they're supposed to be on nationally televised games. They have all these nationally televised games. Uh, So that's really uh, killing the ratings a little bit between that and the Warriors. Uh, And a lot of people are kind of like, well, why are the ratings down? Well, if you look at it, look how much player movement there were. So a lot of local people, right? Like if you're just follow your local team and then they redo the roster, a lot of your 
favorite players and guys like you like to watch and all this aren't there. And then all these other teams are still coming together. So we haven't had really the bandwidth awakened teams of who to jump on yet. So I think a lot of the ratings and stuff will fix itself later on, but just having the Warriors on nationally televised games and they're like decimated. Zion's out. The Pelicans have looked terrible. They're on a bunch of nationally televised games. Uh, you have all this player movement. So people's like hometown teams are all affected and they probably just haven't grown as fond of the new players yet. Um, and I, it's like you add all this stuff together and um, it should all fix itself, but it's, it's interesting. I gotta say it's it's a good thing, Josh, that those Pelicans weren't on national TV today, losing by forty six to your MVP Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> forty six points. Yeah. I mean, they got some they got some work to do. Zion will turn them around, but I hope they do the right thing with them. I hear you. All right. Anything else before uh, I, I let you get out of here, Derek? I had a great time. Uh, next time we got to talk. We got to we got to uh, figure out what our Clippers Lakers bet for that NBA Finals trophy is going to be. Is I'm a big fan. I cannot wait for that Christmas Day matchup. Oh, uh, it, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. We also got to get our our drafts scheduled. First uh, first half of the season is going to be over about the first week of January. So uh, here in the next few weeks, we got to find the time to get everybody together and do the draft for the second half of the year. Absolutely. Would love to. Uh, maybe we can hold our, hold our second half draft out on the links and uh, swing the sticks a little bit. Ooh, there we go. Between the holes, right? You get the different... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you, what, a, what a life you live, Derek. Between uh, he's Just trying to pin you down between going to your football games, to your courtside NBA games, to your golfing. Uh, oh, man. Uh, I will be... I, I do plan on... Uh, uh, Hitting I five south uh, in the next couple months to uh, see those Blazers play. I've been uh, I've been really impressed uh, by the NBA this year, and uh, you know what? I'm actually going to try to see if I can target see when they are when on the calendar they do play Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. I want to see that guy up close, and uh, I want to see him pour it down on those Blazers. Oh man, and. Uh... Carmelo Anthony has actually been looking pretty good for the Blazers, surprisingly. Uh, that sounds that sounds too good to be to be true. That's for another day. Is uh, if you know anything about me and and basketball, is I am probably the biggest Carmelo hater uh, of them all. I, I, Blazers are not going anywhere. Yeah, it's a good PR move. You said. You're bringing back Carmelo Anthony, but this guy is not taking Glenn Warner. You know, it, I was kind of scratching my head and just kind of went, well, they got nothing to lose. Their season's falling apart. Um, and I'm with you. I have not been the biggest Carmelo fan. Uh, I don't like his game. Uh, he sunk my thunder when he was with uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Um, but you should check out, check out a few Blazers games. He's playing differently. He's, uh, well, I'm going to invite you, Josh. I'm going to invite you, and maybe we can have our draft party 
Thursday, January 23rd, Dallas at Portland. This is on TNT, and this will be another strong case Luka Doncic makes for the MVP. Oh, we, we might have to get a little caravan going because I think uh, Bubs would be down to go down to uh, Blazers. Oh, he will absolutely well, so. be down, and this would be a great uh, time of the year, January 23rd, for a second half draft. Oh, man. Well, I think we're going to have to do it a little bit before then because uh, the 41 games will be up here uh, here shortly in the next few oh, five weeks or so. So, but we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll be out. right. Or, we'll be right around that deadline. Gotcha. Cool. All right, Derek. Well, we'll talk soon. All right, Josh. Take care. Go Mavericks. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate five stars, r- review, write us a good review. Why not? If you're listening all the way through and you got this far, you might as well write us a good review. Uh, also, subscribe so it comes straight to you. Uh, I don't always get the episodes out on the same day each week, so that way you know when there are new episodes. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.